1: Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk.
0: In this week's episode, we will be discussing another grab bag topic Thursday because we have a fifth Thursday this month. And this topic will be women's history. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We are back live in the PNT podcast studio with another great lesson for another great week. And you guessed it, we're talking about women in history this week. Yes grab bag topic Thursday for the fifth Thursday of this month. And you know what? I hope we start you off with great definitions that will help shape the lesson. But I don't think we need a definition for this month. We all know what a woman is. So let's get right down into it, because I don't want to hold you too long, but just want to give you a few nuggets. So I'm going to talk to you about a few great women of the Bible. And Please trust me, there are many, many that I could have chosen to speak about this week. But I'm going to give you four. So here we go. Mary of Nazareth. Mary's significant role in Scripture is widely known as the mother of Jesus. She gave birth to the Savior of the world when she was just a young teenager. I'm not advocating young teenage pregnancy, but just letting you know, she gave birth to our Savior, the person that put the Christian in Christianity because it was Christ. So just a a little nugget about that. The angel said to her, Mary, do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. See, you are to become a mother and have a son. You are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. So just think about the role that Mary played in Christianity and where we are today. Let's talk about Priscilla. She was a very powerful church leader in the book of Acts. Yes, you probably didn't know that. She and her husband, Aquila, led the church in maintaining a theology of purity, love for the poor, and mentoring of the young and charismatic leaders such as Apollo, who are still figuring out how Jesus fit into God's story of redemption. They were like youth pastors, youth ministers. Think about that. They, they, they thought about the young loyal listeners back in biblical time. Priscilla represents God's countercultural existence with women and church leadership. The power he plans to accomplish through this woman to revolutionize what was meant to belong to men can also be done by women. What women can do is to lead by example in faithfulness and hospitality. They can do more than that, but that is what God called Priscilla to do. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way Of God more adequately, Acts 18 and 26. This is them listening to Apollo. They brought Apollo to their home and said, Hey, we need to help mature your gift as a church leader. And he was receptive to that. And I know we all know this person, Eve. Eve is probably the most misunderstood character in the Bible outside of maybe Satan, but well, (laughs) Satan is not misunderstood. This is because she was involved in the first sin by humans. Despite her part in initiating that sin, God had a very distinct and prominent role in the life of Christians for her to play. And we can find that in Genesis 3 and 20. The man called his wife name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Now, Jesus couldn't have gotten here without Eve being the mother of all living. So that was her significant role. She started the lineage of Jesus back in the garden. Just imagine that. Think, think about, she probably didn't think about it then. Because childbearing was supposed to be painful for her because that was her, basically her punishment for the sins that, that, that she caused, okay? So the childbearing part probably wasn't that great for her. But knowing the significance of the firstborn, where Jesus was eventually going to come from. And let's look at Deborah. The season of the judges was a very tumultuous time for Israel. In this time, God raised up judges to redeem Israel from the political slavery and gave them an opportunity to repent. Israel often did repent for a single generation, but fell back into idolatry, disobedience, and prompting God once again to exact his wrath on the children of Israel. Deborah was the only named female judge during this time. That is very significant. See, God can use anyone. It's not all about men. Women have power. Women hear from God, too, and women can be used by God, too. Certainly, I will go with you, said Deborah, but because of the course you are taking, the honor would not be yours, for the Lord would deliver Caesarea into the hands of a woman. Judges 4 and 9. Think about that. This. this man is going to go out, but the victory is going to be ultimately given to Deborah. Imagine that this man is fighting these wars. He's doing all these great things, and only to know that she's going to, have the victory in her hands. She's going to be the one that actually brings it all together. Like I said, there are many other women in the Bible that charted the life of Christianity with names and some that were nameless. I want you to take some time to read up on these other women. But here's a short list, but the list could go on like I said. I didn't mention Sarah. I didn't mention Naomi. I didn't mention Hannah. I didn't mention Esther, and I didn't mention Martha, and the the list could go on and on. But I want you, my young loyal listeners, to take the time to read about these powerful and dedicated women to the cause of God. That they lifted up God, and they put God first in all that they did. That the human race, you and I, my young loyal listeners, would be able to read about them and know that God can use anyone, and that could be even a woman.
1: Thank you, Minister Bennett. Those women we will never forget as we continue to read the Bible. But let's take a look at a few of the women of today's society who are not written in the Bible, but have done extraordinary works. Orator and evangelist Amanda Smith forged a new role for women in the Methodist Church in the late 19th century. Some of her many accomplishments include establishing an orphanage for black children outside of Chicago, Illinois. She was most well-known for her powerful speeches, and she ministered to many in England, India, and West Africa. Jane Boland was the first black woman to graduate Yale Law School. She joined the New York City Bar Association and the NYC Law Department and became a judge in the United States. Now, this one was great when I did the research. The next time you or your parents use GPS, make sure you thank Dr. Gladys West. The mathematician and Virginia native's calculations and programming helped to make a geod, a mathematical model of the Earth's shape, which is the foundation of the GPS. Amanda Gorman made history by reading her poem during the inauguration that touched so many. She has wisdom beyond her years. And now let's look at a few women in sports. NFL referee Sarah Thomas made history as the first woman to officiate a Super Bowl. Jennifer King was hired as an assistant coach in the NFL, becoming the first black woman to hold the position. In 2021, she was promoted to full-time coach of the Commanders. And lastly, Diane Durham paved the way for Dominique Dawes, Gabby Douglas, and Simone Biles as the first black girl to win a USA Gymnastics National Championship. So having different color skin or different backgrounds should never stop you, young girl, young woman, from achieving your goals. You can make this world a better place. With what God has placed within you, go and be great. Do extraordinary things.
0: Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, it's Christian Education Ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennets. Or real talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.